Hello, my name is Kristen and I am obsessed with all things play-based and child-led learning. Truly obsessed. I am here to help you navigate the messy and the magical on your journey to a play-based program. It is truly magical on the other side and I want you to feel each day what I feel when I walk into my classroom. I am the homeschool mama to four. I'm the founder of a play and nature-based preschool and forest school and I am here to cheer you on. I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's get going. Hello. This is Kristen. I'm drinking my coffee and I'm having a little morning brain work sesh here. I have been thinking a lot lately about stages of teacher development but then I also feel like there is a different set of stages a different stage yeah set of stages I guess it would be for play-based learning teachers and I am trying to process that because I get a lot of questions from people asking questioning like lots of questions and it's fantastic and I love 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 the questions and I was there too and so it kind of took me back to thinking what about what my play-based journey has been like and the steps, the different phases maybe of my play-based learning journey. And I want to break it down because I'm wondering if anybody else has gone through the same thing. So chances are if you're listening to this podcast, you are somewhere on a play-based journey. You might be in the, oh my gosh, yes, aha, play is the way we learn. You might be in the soaking it in phase where you're just trying to gather all of the information from all of the people in the field who have been there before and who know who are maybe two steps ahead of you. You might be in the deeper dive phase where you're just trying to learn more because you've more in-depth things because you scratched the surface and now you're on a journey to learn about all of the things of making a really well-rounded play-based program. So I am going to take you through what my steps to my play-based journey, my phases of my play-based journey have been to see if it resonates with any of you. And I think sometimes it's just good to know that there are so many phases because I didn't know that there were phases when I started. And I just felt like I was on this huge roller coaster trying to figure out play. And I continually felt like I wasn't doing it right or I wasn't doing good enough and just a constant search for more, 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 better, 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 and knowledge. And that is how learning works. This is play for me, learning about play, teaching others about play. This is play. This is so fun for me. But if I would have known that there were phases in this play-based journey, I think I could have settled in a little bit more and realized that I'm okay right where I am at. I don't need to be where so-and-so across the world is in their play-based journey. I don't need to be there. I need to be right where I am and that is where I am today and that is good for my life 
And I want you to be able to have that same knowledge so that you can settle into your own play-based journey and realize that it's okay where you are. And I'm here to help you. I'm here to help guide you through your play-based journey. And I have a very exciting thing that's going to be coming out home probably the new year. Um, I have a play-based masterclass that will be coming out so that I can walk you through your play-based journey and be there every step of the way and be the one-stop shop for all things play. However, I'm not a one-stop shop, but I will gather it all for you and put it all together in one place for you so that you can easily go through these phases without being so confused. So Lillian Kotz has four stages of teacher development. I feel like I have gone through the four stages of teacher development. I'm in the last... I'm in the last stage of teacher development. The four stages of teacher development of Lillian Kotz's are survival is the first one. It's can I survive? Will I make it through this? Am I cut out for this? The second one is consolidation. I can do this. I can focus on one child and I can conquer problems with relative ease. The third one is renewal. What new approaches can I take? How can I change things to better meet the needs of myself and the students? And the last one is maturity. What is the deeper meaning of teaching, learning, and education? What are my beliefs and philosophies? And I am in the fourth level, the maturity stage, and I've been through all of the stages. And you can go through the stages multiple times. So I've been through all the stages once in a regular teacher-directed program. I went through them all again in a play-based program. So I'm finally at the maturity level of, of the play-based learning state, uh, play-based learning journey. But I think that the play-based journey has its own set of stages. I think there's about seven of them. And they can be interchangeable, I think, and maybe they are. But this is the order that I went through them in. So I'm going to list the seven stages and I'm going to go into them deeper. So this is out of my brain. It was a brain dump this morning. This is just the, the first term I came up with for each of these stages. The first stage is the aha phase. Number two stage is dip your toes in phase stage. Stage phase, I don't know. Are they interchangeable? The third one is the questioning phase. Fourth is the sponge phase. The fifth is the overboard phase. The sixth is the new normal phase. And the seventh is the deeper dive phase. I just got really... (laughs) distracted because I'm in my room recording and I can hear my children in the other room and there's like some big banging going on and I don't know <laughs> what it is so it's it's kind of scaring me a little bit so aha phase my aha phase started when I went to a conference and you may have heard this story you maybe heard me tell this story I think in my first podcast episode I went to a conference, Lisa Murphy, who is also known as the ooey gooey lady, who has now become a friend. Um, She, I don't even know the title of what the first thing I saw her speak about, her first session. I think it might have been, what if today was their only day? And it really hit home with me. And like that one conference that day changed trajectory of my life. It's crazy how one thing can make you go oh my gosh that's so true how come I didn't see this before it like opens your eyes and maybe you've already had that you probably have already had that aha moment if you haven't you really should look up Lisa Murphy on YouTube or 
check her out on Facebook. Maybe I am that person who has given you that aha moment of what play is and why it's a necessity in life. So the aha is like, holy crap, I need play. I need to give this to the children in my life and I need to figure out how to do it. So number two is the dip your toes in phase. So after that conference, I found Lisa on Facebook. Then she would post different things. She's the ooey gooey lady on on Facebook. She would post different things from other people. And um, she introduced me to a man named Jeff Johnson. And his Facebook page was called Explorations Early Learning at that time. But I think it's now called Play playvolution i found him ordered this book that lisa murphy recommended called the early learning un curriculum which fantastic everybody who is believes in play should have that it's just a fantastic intro and also another fantastic intro book is lisa murphy's play those two hands down helped change my life and the lives of the people around me and the lives of the kids in my community. These kids in in our town are so lucky to be able to have the program that I have since created since finding play. So the dip your toes in phase is that searching for all of the things. It's reading little bits here and there, trying to gain more understanding about what play is Finding little ideas and trying them out in your classroom. Trying to figure out how you can balance prepackaged curriculum that maybe is handed down to you from an upper somewhere and said, this is how we do it here, to finding your, like, trying to get those children into more play opportunities, more time for play. So that's the dip your toes in phase. The third phase maybe is the questioning phase. I think everybody goes through this. You you see, you have somebody telling you and showing you that play is magical and wonderful and play is how we learn, but you haven't quite seen it in action yet 100%. So you question, how can children learn without me teaching at them? How can they learn if we don't do a circle time? How can they learn if I don't provide worksheets? How can they learn if I don't follow this curriculum step by step by step by step? That's the questioning phase. I think everybody goes through it in a play-based journey. It's a hard phase. And then you see it in action. You see, you you take that deeper dive into figuring out what you need to figure it out, figure out in order to believe it yourself. For me, believing came from documenting learning from sitting back and watching children play being a play detective and that is I have a whole entire free documentation guide on my website learning-wild.com it's right on the front page you can also get to it um, I believe from Instagram I'll link it in the show notes this is a 17 page free documentation guide that you can download kind of talks about my journey through documentation and how that led me to really really believe in play and what I saw happening. So I went on a deep dive of documentation for one year. And I committed to documenting, and for my whole staff, we committed to a nine months of documenting, over-documenting. It was over-documenting so that we could really see, like pull, open your eyelids and pour your brain out <laughs> to see 
the learning happening through play when you sit back and you watch it and you start to peel all of those things apart every little thing that they're doing is learning everything playing with play-doh learning how to make a play-doh snake taking a scissors and snipping it into tiny little chunks that's fine motor skills that's eye-hand coordination that is trial and error that is a process that they're thinking through even though it seems like the smallest little thing you have to take off like your adult lenses and your teacher directoring lenses and and sit back and watch and learn along with the children learn that what they are doing through play in those play opportunities is learning all learning does not have to look like abc's and one two threes there are so many chunks to learning I'm, I'm co- totally going on a rant now there's so many chunks to our brain and to learning that the ABCs and the one two threes is just like a tiny tiny little piece of the whole child pie and you have to move beyond that to be able to really understand all of the things that children need to learn in all of the domains of early learning and really dive into what developmentally appropriate practice is and you will see that learning happens all the time. Learning all the time. That's an actual book by John Holt, by the way. Learning all the time. It's a great one. So that's the questioning phase. Total rant there. The sponge phase is the next one. You see it working. You drank the play juice. And now you want to know it all. You do a deep dive. You listen to all the podcasts. You get all of the early childhood books. You write down everything that you can. You get all of the resources that you can put your hands on. You connect with all of the um, mentors in the field of play-based learning. And you look for people with similar mindsets and other people who have drank the play juice. And you learn 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 and you are so excited and you're on fire and you know it works. You've seen it. You've done the work to, to believe it yourself. And so you soak it all in. Then you go on the over, to the overboard phase. I did this. And I learned from this. And now I can teach other people what not to do. Or And maybe it's different for other people. But I went on to an overboard phase. So this was the phase of like, I'm right. You're not. I am going to teach you all of the things about play so that you believe it too. And I think I turned families away from our program because of it. I required parents to come to a parent meeting. This was like the first three years probably of our program. They had to come and they had to listen to me talk about play. It was like an hour long. One man even fell asleep in the front row as I was speaking about play and I was on fire. You know, I was so excited and I wanted to tell everybody that play is how we learn and this is what we do all day and we let them play and one hour is not a long enough time to change people's mind about what preschool looks like through adult regular adult lenses to what preschool looks like in a play-based world. An hour is not enough and I have found over time that you can't change people's minds in that one hour. And so a lot of families left not wanting to sign up for my program because they were like, oh my God, they're not going to learn anything because all they do is play. I couldn't change your mind in that one hour. And so I took a step back and realized that we know what we're doing. We are the experts. And if you don't think that that's 
the way that people learn, then that's okay. You can take your family and you can go have your child learn somewhere else. But in the meantime, the kids that get to come to our program, they're going to have the most magical childhood. And the families that are, that we attract are looking for play, looking for childhood, a real childhood, a dirty, wonderful, magical childhood for their children. They are looking for teachers who make relationships with those children. They are looking for a community of people who feels the same way. And those are the families that we attract. And I have settled into that. I'm not going to change everybody's mind. People have to do their own work themselves to be able to understand early childhood education. And not all parents even think that they have to do the work because they just trust the system. They trust their communities and what's available in their communities. And they don't, some of them don't look beyond that. And that is okay. That is, that is the journey that they are on. So the overboard phase kind of did me in a little bit, but I learned from it and I realized that I give all of the information out. I trust that parents are making the right decision for their family. And if they do end up coming back and questioning why we play, I say, well, hey, you know, we had a tour. You've watched the videos on YouTube about our program. Like we explain it all there that we learn through play and we provide, we set up our environment so that it's a play-based environment and children learn through inquiry and wonder and questions and discovery. And that is how we set up our day here. I can guarantee your child is learning in all of the domains and we're not missing anything because we have a developmentally appropriate program. We are not making children sit at tables and do worksheets. We are letting children run to learn. We are letting them take risk. We are letting them write their name when they're ready to write their name. So the overboard phase was a phase for me. Not sure if it's a phase for everybody else, but that was a phase for me. Then the the next phase I call the new normal. So play is normal for me now. That it's it's normal. It's a it's a aspect of life I see in everything. And I even see it in my older children. Like we all learn through play. Every single person learns through play and that is the new normal for me. I allow my children to be interested in what they're interested in, to not be interested in what they're not interested in. I still expose them to different things, but I am still a play detective at home with my own children. It's a new normal for me. I go into the preschool and I am still wonderstruck about how magical these kids have it, how magical of a childhood these children are having because they are allowed to play. They are allowed time to explore. And so it's just become the new normal. That's normal for me. I am now probably in phase, my last phase called the deeper dive phase. I think that's what I'm in now, where I am gathering more information on many other topics and many other aspects of early childhood. So I'm doing more of a deep dive into emotional um, learning and more um, of inclusion and diversity and really settling into some other things in the deeper dive phase. I'm also realizing that I have a lot to share. Like I am wanting other educators to see that this is magic and that they can have this magical teaching experience too. And I'm trying to help people see that 
I'm trying to open their eyes to play and I'm trying to do that through the podcast and through Instagram and through Facebook and eventually um, through a new course that I'm going to be offering to help people on their journey to a play-based program. So I don't know if other people have had the same stages of, as me. Maybe they've had the same stages, but they're in, they're, they're in different order. Um, maybe you found yourself in one stage as you're listening to this. I want to hear where you are, where you think you're at in, this, in the stages of a play-based journey. Are you in the aha phase? Have you just found it? Seriously, send me, an, send me a message on Instagram or Facebook, and tell me where you're at in your play-based journey. I want to know if any of these resonated with you. Aha phase, the oh my gosh, I just found play, and this is amazing. Are you in the dip your toes in phase? Like, I'm trying to learn all the things right now. Well, that's actually the sponge phase. The dip your toes in phase is like, oh, I'm not really sure if I can, if this is true or not. Let's try it out. Then the questioning phase, like, okay, I've seen it a little bit, but how am I going to do this in my classroom? How is this even going to be possible with the place that I'm in right now? Then you have the sponge phase where you have drank the play juice and you are soaking in everything. You are learning, 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 learning. You are playing to learn about play. The overboard phase, like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to tell everybody I know about fa- play and I'm going to share everything on Facebook and I'm going to show- share everything on Instagram so that everybody will believe what I believe. Or are you in the new normal phase? Like, this is life. This is good. This is play is the way. Or are you in the deeper dive phase? The phase where you have settled in, you've got great things going for the kiddos in your care and you're wanting to learn more about other things. Where are you on your play-based journey, on your play-based groove, your groove to finding play-based learning? I want to know. So seriously, send me messages on Instagram. Don't forget to check out the free resources that I have on my website, learning-wild.com. Hook up with me on Instagram. It's learning.wild. Also on Facebook. I hope you guys have a magical play-filled day. Hey, I need you to do me a huge, 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 huge favor. If you liked listening and you want to be able to hear more, can you please go on to iTunes and leave me a five-star review? I would so appreciate it. And then connect with me on Instagram. It's learning.wild. We'll see you around.